Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Hi, and welcome to No More Leadership BS. <laughs> oh, you sound like you're running Hi, down. Jen. Good morning. Ah. I'm just reading. To see you. It is good to see everyone. I'm just reading the script as written. No, I'm joking. Can somebody turn off that auto voice? Auto tune. <laughs> We're Siri when I need her. <laughs> hey, everybody. It sounds tilted and forced. It's different than usual. <laughs> Listener, this is what All it's right. like. Listener, this is what it's like 30 minutes before we start recording. So it's a half hour of this. Welcome, listener, to another episode of No More Leadership BS. I am Jeff Conroy from Conroy Leadership Consulting, and I have the honor of introducing today's team of the best coaches that I know. First, I want to introduce the one, the only, the beautiful Myra Hall. How are you, Myra? <laughs> I'm always at my best when I'm around you guys, I think. I think. <laughs> that almost I'm sounded sincere. <laughs> I just about uh, always coffee on my nose on that one. <laughs> I'm getting misty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad to be here, and I'm really glad to have people in our audience that come every month or every week or every, year, every week, whenever yeah. they show up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad they show up. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm just happy to have them. <laughs> <laughs> Next, the infallible Dr. Sam Jennings. Dr. Sam, how are you this morning, bud? I'm perfectly fallible. Thank you for asking. Normal human <laughs> makes mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm here in the uh, smoky mountains of the Pacific Northwest, trying not to inhale too many particulates as we and, get a podcast going on here. In a lay off the volume, man. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Next, sitting in a restaurant with no pants on, Mr. Geyer. How are you, Jeff? They are short pants, not long pants. I am wearing pants. It's not that kind of restaurant. I, I'm, uh, I didn't know there was that kind of restaurant. Back in my military days in las vegas i'm pretty sure you could have found one of those restaurants i don't know about today but hey I, oh, I'm it was called good. cheekies yeah oh my goodness oh now i can't talk dr sam it's good to be with you guys again i can't we're gonna have to figure out how to make this podcast a video podcast because people need to see our smiling faces i think there is it's a laugh a minute and here's the thing there's seriousness intertwined with all of it so we can have fun and we can learn how to lead people. And that's what we're here for. So I'm looking forward to this episode. It's going to be awesome. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And last but never least, the beast from Otis Orchard, Jeff McLaughlin from Professionals at Play. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing well. Already enjoying. Already got my ab workout today. Lots of laughter. Looking forward to the <laughs> wonderful witty repartee that is the No More Leadership BS podcast. <laughs> Learning and laughing together best part of the day. 
Wow. He got an ab workout in, guys. How about you guys? Are you guys getting an ab workout in? <laughs> I'm doing my coffee curls. Does that count? That's exactly right. I'm gonna I want to lead a discussion today. I'm gonna talk a little bit, a little tell a little story first, and then I want to get your guys' input on my storytelling. No, on on the situation. So I belong to a group of people, a monthly group. It's a coaching thing. And the topic of customer service post-COVID came up. And it started making me think about my own experiences dealing with customer service. And it starts in my own hometown or at a grocery store where people were checking you out. That didn't come across right. People were checking you out. <laughs> what checked kind of out store is this? Yeah, it's next to the restaurant that Geyer's at. Exactly. I, I, I was getting groceries and they were scanning my groceries, but they don't have baggers. So then you have to run around and bag the groceries. I understand that's a first world problem, but it's an issue because you're trying to bag it as fast as you can. And then when they're done cashing you out, then the checker has to come help you bag, which slows the lines down and the lines get really long. I don't see that as great customer service. On a national scale, my family and I are getting together next weekend from all corners of the Pacific Northwest and converging in Los Angeles. And I'm trying to book airfare, hotel, restaurant reservations, and other things through. And there was a time when you, I could just pick up the phone and talk to a customer service person and line it all out. I could get everything done. And now they're saying, oh, you have to go through an app. And when I go onto the app, for instance, when I wanted to book the restaurant, there at one point, there's going to be 10 of us. And, it, and, and they're saying that the size is too big. This is a family restaurant. And my attitude, isn't this what you do? You want big groups, right? And, but they're saying that, oh, no, 10 people is too many. You have to go through an app. So you need to find someone else to download your app. So my wife downloaded the app. And now we're five and five. And now we have to go to the restaurant and say, you've got two reservations that are two separate reservations that we'd like to sit together. And we're going to pray for the best. I just think that there's a better way. And I think you're losing that, that personal touch that of customer service. I understand that post COVID and restaurants and other places are having a hard time finding employees. I get that. But I think that some of them are using the automation as a crutch to end for an employee to do what they need. And I think what it's doing is it's starting to irritate people who are used to having good customer service. Now, I said earlier that I'm going to drop my car off to get some work done. And it started off as a chat and it's, they ended with somebody from the service department will give you a call. And literally two hours later, I got an actual call from the car dealership. And I actually talked to a human and I got to ask my questions and have my questions answered to my satisfaction. And I'll continue going back to them because I was really happy with the customer service. This restaurant, I'm really quite frustrated with and don't know if I'll go back again. I don't know if it's my melancholy look at the past and want it to be as it be today as it was then. Am I not evolving? Am I not adapting with those newfangled apps? type things. I'm just finding a little bit of frustration. So what message could we give leaders today about their businesses when it comes to customer service in an age of post-COVID who are having to close down a day or two a week to, to stay in business or are relying too much on automation? Have any of you guys had any of that experience? Mr. Geyer? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things there, Jeff. One is 
we're, we are all human beings and we cannot have a relationship with a computer, whether it's an app or a website, what have you, we, we just can't. You can go into a restaurant and, and order on their big flat screens because they don't have time. They're frying French fries or whatever, but we can't have a relationship with a computer. We can only have a relationship with another human being. And so I understand that it's hard to find quality employees today, but they are out there. You have to look for them. And there's, a, there's probably a whole new podcast about, about what is it about your culture that's making it hard for you to find employees. But at the same time, I think we probably all had experiences like yours, Jeff. I was at a drive through at a fast food restaurant the other day and the voice came over the box. Yeah. What can I get you? And so I ordered. And then when I was done ordering, the voice in the box said, okay, you're good to go. And I thought, no, I'm not good to go. I don't know how much it costs and I don't have my food yet. How can I be good to go? And I don't know. I'm going to wrap that up that you can't have a relationship with a computer. It's all about the people. And then we can get into the discussion about training customer service skills and that kind of stuff. Sure. When I was booking one of the hotels, I called the hotel and actually spoke to a person and said, Hey, before I come down, I want to have as much of this vacation paid for uh, b- before my vacation starts. I'm just goofy that way. And they said, Oh, we'll send you a form. We'll send you a credit card form. You just fill out the credit card form and send it back and we'll get your room taken care of. And I said, awesome. Thank you so much. So the credit card form came and I sent it in. And in the, between that day, someone took my credit card information. I had to get a new or a debit card to someone, and I had to get a new debit card number. So I called them and no one answered. So I went on their little chat and I said, Hey, I sent in an application and my debit card got lifted. I got a new debit card number. I need to give you a new debit card number. They texted back over chat. It's okay. We'll have it taken care of. And I said, okay, I just want to make sure the room's paid for. And then they go, oh, we can't do that. And I went, and this is all through chat. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they said, yeah, we, we can't do that. We have to run your debit card when you get here. And I said, but that's not what the person told me. And I even had the person's name and the phone and the time I called them. And I said, this is, this doesn't, that's why didn't that person tell me, oh, you were, they, they must've given you some wrong information. And then I said, then you've got a training issue <laughs> because you two are talking two different things now. And uh, let's just say I, I ended the chat perturbed. Yeah. Anybody else have, ex- have experiences like this? Myra, Miss Myra, the cute blonde in the corner. <laughs> Oh, I should be blonde. I should be blonde. I'd have to get out a bottle to do that. At least you have hair. <laughs> At least I have hair. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm thankful for it. Believe me. <laughs> I have actually, I just went through one of the most frustrating experiences of my life. And as far as customer service, so I agree with you, it is going downhill rapidly. I'm thinking that there's been some upheaval in this company. It's a company that I have had previously very good relationship with and quite frankly is the only reason I'm staying with them but it involved their their charge their fee for a year and they promised me something last year that if I signed up and put a deposit in that I get keep the same price blah 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 anyway it came time to renew and somehow that information got lost and, and to your point, Jeff Geyer, you can't have a relationship with the computer. I was having a relationship with two different people who were not on the same page with email. They One would tell me one thing. The other would tell me the other. And finally, they just said, this is basically, this is the way it is. 
like it or lump it. But oh. in the process, it was, they wanted to remind me of how much value I got and how much of a good deal I got. I know that, but you didn't live up to your half of it. And they basically, we don't have to block in a very condescending, I apologize for any in inconveniences this caused you. They need to throw that phrase out. That because nobody believes it anymore. Nobody believes it. And end the result is, yeah, I'm going to continue with them, but I'm not going to trust anymore. And everything, every piece of value that I get through them is going to go through the lens of, can I trust what they're saying? And to me, that is the biggest price that they're going to pay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I don't want to, I don't ever want to get to the point where I don't trust. I just, yeah, customer service is a big deal, especially not post COVID because people are looking for help. And if you're being told that's not my job, or you should just be lucky to get what you get, that's not going to win too many friends. Right? That, that's the thing to tag on to Myra. You, you can't have a relationship with a computer, but if you don't trust, whether it's a computer or a person, you're not going to be a customer long. And Myra is going to stay with this company. She's given us the example of. But boy, they drop the ball again and the party's over because the trust is so minimal. Yeah. Um, she won't stay much longer. Yeah. Yep. Dr. Sam or G off. You got anything? Yeah. I was thinking about this in terms of specifically in terms of the post COVID variable. You know, I think coming out of COVID, we didn't just get out. It faded back into a feeling of kind of normal-ish, but Agreed. people going through it, we're all in lockdown at various times, sickness and so forth, and our families, that kind of stuff. So the individual, so in this case, the consumer frustration was already high because they just want their stuff. And they have people who, particularly the frontline workers, who are taking the brunt of that frustration. And when they're the ones who are among the three people that showed up for ship and thinking like fast food, and they're taking all the heat from customers. Of course, they don't want to work there. So it's hard to get people in those positions. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy a little bit. And I've seen like on a drive-through ordering screen or the mic area, they put up a sign that says, we only have two people on shift today. Thank you for your patience and your kindness. Yeah, well, That's pretty proactive and pretty nice. And also a little bit horrible that they have to say, please be decent humans to us. Yeah, right. a longer wait on your fast food request. And then the frustration with the owners and the managers that they can't find the people to stay out the positions, keep the customers happy. So it's this confluence of all this crap that's coming together at once. When if you're in a leadership role, it's not so easy just to say, be nicer. You have to incentivize people to A, show up and B, deal with the mess. And that can be difficult. It's not just money. It's also culture and how they're treated. Yeah. I was in Sandpoint last week and I went into a small restaurant and I saw one employee and I go, where's your help? And they said, uh, I'm the only one that showed up. So I'm the one pouring the drinks. I'm the one being the waitress. I'm the also being the cook. And she did a phenomenal job. And I, I told her that repeatedly. And the few other people that were there also told her that repeatedly. And her tip mm -hmm. reflected that. But so yeah. I think we need to recognize and honor those that are showing up because they're the ones that are taking the brunt of this. What could have happened in my scenario to cut to this cloud of misinformation and is if somebody would have picked up the phone and called me. They have right. my phone number. Just call me. At least I would have felt valued enough for somebody to try to reach out for. At this point, I'm doubting my value. And I, I don't want to overinflate it. I'm part of 83 other people. 
Yeah. That's but you're my and everybody wants to be seen and heard and validated. Exactly. Everybody, everybody does it, especially if you're spending money in this escalating inflation. You have to be careful where you spend your money. Exactly. And it to be disrespected like that, and that's what it felt like. Yeah, was I agree. was a whole another story. But yeah. anyway, I just Ms. wanted to throw that in there, Mr. McLaughlin. You were going to say something, and we were interrupted. I apologize. I was actually trying. That's to the most respect like, I've ever given you. <laughs> I know, right? You said Mister and everything. <laughs> I I'm, did. Oh my gosh! I was wonderful customer samples. Wonderful customer service. I've been in a lot of customer service positions and I was going to, I remember one specific incident where I went to a restaurant. I, it was a restaurant that I was working at. I went there with my family for mm. breakfast. It was insanely packed, super busy, and they didn't have enough people to work. And so everybody was just go, all hands on deck. Everybody was trying to help everybody else. I had my breakfast and mm -hmm. I said, Hey, Honey, I got to help the team. These are, and it was just like a summer job. It wasn't a big deal. It was just like, these are my friends. I'm going to help them out. And so I started helping. I was busting tables. I ended up taking a couple of tables and I had one table and, and I'm literally like having breakfast and getting my, like all of the things. And I had a family come in. It was a big family. And I think their bill, their breakfast bill came to like just under a hundred bucks. Holy crap. And That's they take me a dollar and 14 cents. <laughs> and I literally, this is like the only, like I was so mad. I like walked out with them and I said, here you go. You guys need this more than I do. This is obvious. And I'm like, you got three things wrong on our order. Sorry, I'm not even on shift. I'm just working to help out the people that are in there. And this is an insult. And yeah. so they came in and talked to my manager and I was like, you come back at dinner time and I'll take great care of you. I'm not a breakfast person. I was just helping out my team. And this is still, and seriously, you're just under a hundred bucks and you tip a dollar. That's 1%. Yeah. yeah. Just don't tip at all. Don't even right. tip at all. And don't be rude. And I was like, I, it, so here's the other point is that when people expect, and I was just doing the best I could with a really busy environment. And this is the only time I think I ever really lost my cool on. But there's that other aspect of we, when we come to expect a certain level of service and it's not given to us, we get grouchy as human beings. We want we to be taken care of. And so we my do. other story is uh, with the airlines, let's face it right now, the airlines are a, a total mess. I've been lucky that the airline that I fly, I've developed a pretty nice loyalty to. And if I have a problem, I call them and nine times out of 10, I've had the problem taken care of almost immediately. And wow. part of that is part of it is great because I've spent a lot of money with them. Yeah, and this probably. organization realizes that the people that fly the most for them is roughly 80% of their revenue. Yeah. And Private jets are awesome, aren't they? They're so nice. I totally dig them. <laughs> My personal helicopter. It's not bad. That's what I was going to say. You can't, it's net jets isn't a private airline. Come on. But I do agree. I think if we, I think as customers recognize those people that are there and be nice to those people that are there because they're the ones that are picking up the slack. I do understand the restaurant businesses are getting hard and I do hit hard. Well, it's real hard. That was a, yeah. but I know they're getting hit hard. I know of restaurants that are closing down like Sunday and Wednesday because they don't have enough people. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So what's Myra, really it's funny, funny. Is, Myra just, I was going to say, Myra just put in the chat the, do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> I've worked at places where I've had people say that. Do you know who I am? I'm like, no, you're not wearing a name tag. I have no idea who you are. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's really fun to go through the checkout lines at grocery stores and the checkout people are just, they grab your stuff and they'll do the hi. 
And I'm like, hi, how are you today? And they literally do this snapback. I thought they were going to get whiplash. I'm like, what? <laughs> how are you today? And they're like, good. And they're like, I said, so how long is your shift? Are you here all day? And they're having a conversation with them. And their, their whole demeanor changes. Yeah. I'll, do, I'll go through drive through coffee places and do the same thing. <clears throat> and they'll say, how's your day going? And that's okay. I say, oh, you here all day? You know, that no. time. Don't you think, though, don't you think, guys, that that pandemic, Sam was talking about the post-pandemic has changed things, but that the post-pandemic thing and this maybe lack of quality employees and stuff hasn't changed companies' cultures. It has illuminated them. Magnified. And that magnified, there you go. And that if if you had a great culture before, uh, post-COVID, you're still going to have a great culture, even if down a few employees. But what happens is the, the culture's bad and then you get put under pressure and don't have enough staff and those kind of things. And then it gets ugly in a hurry. Yeah. I remember talking to Cockrell about that saying, what do you think about these businesses that are having to work from home and bosses that have trust issues that work's not getting done. And he said, if they don't already have that culture in place, then they never will. It's too late now. And we can see that because there's some businesses that just aren't in business anymore. I wouldn't say it, it would never happen. It's just you're on an uphill slog here now because you're now you're trying to change the culture while you're short-handed and that's hard to right do. try to build an airplane while it's flying yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah. so if we have a parachute yeah i guess what i'm hoping just to get across is i understand the post-pandemic but is a struggle for many businesses they're short-handed and they're using automation as a crut and we should use technology when we can but we can never forget that customer service is about the customer and providing What's what did I read? Provide customer so customer service so exceptional that people have no choice but to talk about you, and I think that's been lost. I think people are just trying to get by. But Jeff, this is the brilliant part about it. It is the most wonderful opportunity they've had in a very long time Agreed. to establish themselves as the place to go. Yep. because they have great customer service. Yes, it's there's. It's just, it's, and it's all how you look at it. It's, it is harder to find people, but when you find those people, you get them trained really well and you yep. take good care of them and you say, this is what we're going to do. And you get them on board and they can, the, the, when your employees are happy and when your employees believe in what you're doing, they're going to, it's going to come through and that will develop brand loyalty so fast yep. that you can you literally outstrip everybody else in your industry by having that good culture right now. It's yeah. it's a it's, great opportunity. <laughs> provide customer service so exceptional that people will have no choice but to talk about you. So but, is there yeah. a resource that you guys can recommend for people that are struggling with this that they could make avail to themselves about a culture that is maybe out of control? Besides, besides sending us an email to ask us at no more BS. <laughs> Besides that, but that's a start. That's a start. Yeah. That's definitely a start. The second thing they can do is interact on our Facebook page and join a Facebook group, yep. which would be yep. great. Yep. But if they are the kind that likes to, to check out the different angles and stuff, is there a book resource that you could recommend that, that would touch on this? Ooh, on culture, I would say Sean Akers, The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor is a really good one. And it's about this. Science, fancy word for science, the science of happiness and what it does for culture yeah. and employees and that brand loyalty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Customer Rules by Cockrell, Lee Cockrell, great book, gives you a hundred 
ways to improve customer service within your organization. The other thing I would do is as a leader, I would talk to your employees and talk to your customers. Talk to them. Don't send an email. <laughs> talk to Ask, them. Because, because at everyone. Them, at everyone. Yeah. Oh, because, because don't you they, hate that. Yeah. They, they will tell you what is what you're doing well, what you're doing well and what you're doing wrong. Good call. Yeah. Great episode, people. Nicely this done. is a good episode. If you have any questions, if you'd like to input on this episode or just reach out and contact us, email us at askus at leadershipbs.c. You can just send us a question and I guarantee you that we will answer your email or visit us on Facebook at No More Leadership BS. You can, we have some great content in there. We got some books that we recommend that you can order on Amazon. We have some great pictures of Jeff McLaughlin sending his kids off to school. Sam's always got some really cool stories on there. Geyer is Geyer. So what does that mean? My goodness. <laughs> But it's just always fun when the, our listeners will ask us a question because we want to help people with their leadership challenges. Email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. And on that note, go ahead, ma'am. I just say, don't forget to let them know that we also have a new way of getting a hold of us. We That's have true. a one-pager website, and it's easy. It's leadershipbs.co backslash home and you can, you can find all the dirt on us and you know, not really but you, wow, our, our backgrounds are in there in case you want to know there's an easy way to contact us through there witness in case you forget program. our the witness protection program exactly <laughs> you can find out why jeff is bald he, he reveal, no I'm but it just because he has no know, hair yeah, we have a new way of you guys reaching out to us so yeah. we would love to hear from you love to hear from you Email us, ask us at leadershipbs, ask us at leadershipbs.co. On behalf of Myra, Sam, Jeff, and Jeff, until next time, we're out. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then. <laughs>